Hello, and welcome back to SAS Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Brian and Mary, and this is episode 207. Yeah, and this weekend we went to the UW football game. It was the first uh, Husky game of the season, and they beat Portland State like 52 to 6, uh, which was very fun. I mean, kind of a blowout, but still fun. (laughs) Quite the blowout. I remember uh, coming into this game, I was a little nervous because the previous game I had went to last year i think it was their opening game we actually lost and everyone was hyping up UW football i'm like "Uh oh we lost it must be me <laughs> um but we ended up having like a poor i say we loosely because i don't really follow UW football but a part of washington now so <laughs> i guess i am <laughs> uh so i'll say we ended up uh not having the greatest season last year but this year seems like it's off to uh off to the races uh with this blowout so uh, congrats to the UW football team. And uh, it was nice to see some, no, it wasn't a full stadium, but some happy fans this time around uh, and uh, hearing all sorts. We had plenty of uh, third downs. Uh, and, and basically when there's a, there's a third down, there's a, there's like a, a bunch of wolves uh, or dogs like barking. <laughs> Sorry, Huskies. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're specifically Huskies in that that audio clip. I mean, but... I would assume that they should be. That's what they're trying to do. They wouldn't just have like wolves. I don't know. I don't... Okay, okay, fine. Huskies barking. And it's like so anxiety inducing too. I'm like, oh my God, there's like a, a wolf pack or a Husky pack, I should say. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, coming at me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was very fun to be in uh, going to my second uh, college football game. And it was nice to see your family as well. Uh, and thank you for the invite. Yes, they, my parents were there. And same with my aunt and uncle, Kathy and Roy. Uh, and my parents had gotten free tickets. Uh, there were The student section was basically empty, but because that was just because school hasn't started for UW yet. But mm-hmm. overall, there really weren't that many people there. And so they were giving away free tickets to a season ticket holder. So we got to take advantage of that. So it was yes. fun. And then uh, after the game, um, we got to go on my aunt and uncle's boat uh, from Husky Stadium back to their house. And on the way, we got to, you know, go under the bridges. We got to see a bunch of all the houses on Lake Washington, Bill Gates' house, Russell Wilson's old house. Very cool. uh, The house with the uh, dinosaur skeleton, you know, all the usual stuff on Lake Washington, which is fun. Brian's first time out on a boat on Lake Washington, so... Also yes, fun. it was a 10 out of 10 experience. It was it was a great experience. Uh, the atmosphere was a little smoggy, but the company was great. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it was really cool to be able to see all the uh, fancy homes, like you said. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me, besides the fact that each home had like their own personal dock for their own, you know, fancy boat or, or seaplane. seaplanes, uh, was some of the homes had like, escalator elevator uh ramps for them to get down to the dock from their uh their little mansions up above on a hill (laughs) so i thought that was very cool very leisurely it's much better than walking up a hill i tried we went we went up a hill once uh on the way back once we got off the boat and i can understand why you need a personal elevator (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but what was really cool was um being able to see this one house besides Bill Gates house, which is nice to be able to say, uh, say you saw, uh, there was a dinosaur T-Rex skeleton in some guy's living room. And, uh, you know, from very far away, you could kind of peer it and see like the outline of the skeleton, which is 
and I mean, it was big, you know, it's a T-Rex. So, uh, it's like night at the museum <laughs> where you're like, there's a, there's, there's a dinosaur just right there. That's, I mean, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I mean, very unique and, uh, don't really ever see that. See that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was very fun. And then on Sunday we went to a few different open houses. Um, we went to two that were like just above like the price range that would, we would be able to afford. Uh, the first one, it said it was three bedrooms. Um, and <laughs> we went in there and it was basically like one and a half bedrooms. I don't know how they, the, the, one of the rooms, the bedrooms, it was more just like an office, like not even have a, didn't have, it was just like you get walk in the front door, then there's just this area with that they had staged with a desk, but there's no closet. There was no like wall or any type of doors. I think that they were counting that as a bedroom, but that was not a bedroom. Yeah. And they were definitely misleading. The second bedroom in quotes, uh, was had like uh futon in it but you could not fit anything else into that bedroom the actual one bedroom was an actual bedroom size but they very much missed put like they did not put the right information on this uh townhome it was a one and a half bedroom essentially with a, a den i would say yeah not yes. not three bedrooms in any way mary so, do you feel do you feel cheated and misled yeah. I mean, I saw the pictures, the the pictures were very deceiving um, that maybe that's why there were so many people there. It was a very, it was like brand new, very, very, very nice. Uh, Just not what they said it was at all. You can see people's faces coming in like they're, they're happy. And on the way out, they're like frowning. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what the heck was that? And so luckily the other townhome that we were going to go see was only two blocks away and we just walked from our apartment. So it was easy. This is all within like 15 minute walk of our apartment. So 10 minute walk. Um, And then we went to the other one and it was an older townhome, but it indeed did have three enormous bedrooms, like huge. Not only could you fit a bed in there, you could fit, uh, you know, the bike that I have, you could fit a desk in there all within the bedroom uh, for at least two of the three bedrooms would fit. And they all had closets, just like every bedroom should ha- is supposed to have be considered a bedroom, I believe. And they all had doors. So, oh, yeah, they had doors. <laughs> Woo! You never know what one, you're going to get nowadays. <laughs> right. That one also had a backyard. So that was a win. Uh, we're just looking for fun. But I do not like when they deceive you. Like it's, it is it's a just, fun thing to do. It's very it is fun. A very fun. <laughs> and you learn from these experiences and you learn that just because they say it's three bedrooms and we've learned this before. Lots of times they're like, Oh, it's two bedrooms. It's like, no, these, this is, this is not considered bedrooms. No, it's one bedroom and then a closet under the stairs <laughs> or, or two closets. Like I'm like, how could you fit anything besides a bed in this? Like yes, I you know. could fit a crib in it. If, if you have a, a one-year-old baby. Maybe. And I like their, <laughs> I like how sometimes there's the um, descriptions, spacious living area. I'm like, okay, you, you could put a couch in here, but there's no wall or anywhere to put a TV or there's no place then to put a table to eat. I'm like, where, where's the spacious word coming from in this description? Yeah. <laughs> it is really a head scratcher on some of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, also this weekend, or actually, I guess yesterday, Monday, we started watching a new docu-series actually on Hulu, which um, I found to be very good. We've watched only two episodes so far, but it's called Welcome to Wrexham. It's a documentary series that just started airing uh, last month, and it's about um, 
the events of the Welsh um, Association Football Club um, being bought by two actors, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. I don't really know that Rob, but I know Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> but, <laughs> Good job. But I found, found it to be very interesting. I mean, I'm just, it's interesting uh, because I don't really know that much about what it takes to own a sports team, first of all. And then why they decided to buy this uh, football club, soccer, but football club. Um, they bought it in September 2020. And their whole goal is to get it up to the, um, let's see, the I think fourth, the fourth Champions tier? League or, or a tier above. There's multiple tiers for leagues, and what right now they're in a they're in a it's position. A fifth, they're in the fifth tier right now. I'm mean, trying to get to the fourth tier because there's more money and you know, advertising dollars and all of that. And it's just a very it's a struggling football team, soccer team, uh, yes. and. They were, and the whole town is kind of like, that's all they have. And they're to trying to revive it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I found it to be, be very interesting so far. Um, we'll continue watching it, but at least the first two episodes were good. So if you're interested, you can at least watch the first two episodes to see if. Yes. You, that's, that's all we've asked like for it. at the moment. It's the first two episodes. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I want to keep watching for sure. Yes. Yes. I, I'm going to keep watching as well. I, I find what was interesting is you see a lot of leagues where, you know, if you lose, you know, the stakes really aren't there. Like, sure, some people will be upset. But if you lose in this league, like, you could potentially go down the league and have much less funding. Uh, or none. Like, or, or, like you, could, you could cease to exist as a soccer club, basically. <laughs> and also, like, if, if these players, you know, don't perform, like, they might not have, they not, might not be able to play professional soccer anymore. Yes, this is already so many leagues down that, you know, like, this is, like, a normal like they're getting like a little bit above minimum wage quite frankly it's like a do or die moment for them and so um yeah it's it's kind of it's fascinating and i'm interested to learn more about what it takes to own a you know soccer club any type of sports team but yeah soccer club yeah it's super cool i'm going to continue watching as well that's good to hear brian um let's see also this weekend um well we're going to the first topic but it happened this weekend uh it was very 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 smoky in seattle um not quite as bad as 2020 when it was super smoky for like that what week the awful week when it was quarantine and the only thing you could do was go on walks outside and you could only see your friends or family outside and then that was all ripped away from you because you couldn't go outside for a week uh it wasn't God, that's as- so dramatic it was ripped away from you <laughs> well that was a tough week but this was definitely not quite as bad because obviously you can actually do a lot more now than you could in 2020 two years ago around this time but yes. um seattle's air quality was put among the worst major cities in the world on saturday night uh which is horrible um as of 5:45 p.m on saturday uh seattle had reached an unhealthy rating of 190 for air quality um yeah so that was not good uh we kind of were noticing it on friday um and then on saturday throughout the husky game it seemed to be getting worse and then it got pretty bad when we were taking the boat back uh to mercer island yeah you could and, barely see the other side of the lake <laughs> yeah my it's eyes like, were like burning and my throat was burning from the smoke but yeah um i think it cleared up a little bit on sunday like i didn't want to like go on a huge walk outside but i 
feel like it was the worst on Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday Saturday evening into Saturday night was definitely the worst, and then it, it lingered there Sunday, and now it's it's kind of clearing up a little bit. I feel like it rained a tiny bit. Uh, I think it might have. But it's it's starting to dissipate right now. Um, but you can still smell um, basically smoke in the air. So it's still probably not the greatest quality even now. But uh, yeah, Saturday was definitely the worst. You could you could feel like like the thickness of the air, and you said your eyes were burning. My throat so, was mostly burning. Right now, as of Tuesday, September 13th at 6.30 when we're recording this, the air quality in Seattle is 58. So we're down like quite a bit. We're down to moderate. So we're good now. That's good. That's good. We survived. Yes. Just wanted to touch on that because, you know, breaking records left and right. And uh, that was a bad. <laughs> One of the worst air quality in the world. Not good. Yes, not not good at all. And, uh, you know, not all of us. Last time around, we, we were able to, most of us had like our face masks. So if you had to go out, uh, you had your face mask and you just get through it. Uh, I feel like a lot of people just kind of thrown away their face masks at this point. I so have I think, mine. I just, I don't carry them around with me all the time. Yes, agreed. Same, same, same. Yeah. But the good news is, it's a different topic, but good news. The Mariners <laughs> are on track to end the longest drought in sports pro sports history, not just for the MLB, but for the, um, and all of all four of the major North American men's professional sports leagues, this would be ending a drought for the longest time to get to the playoffs. Uh, as of right now, I think the Mariners are playing right now, but as of this current moment, their record is 79 and 61. Um, and so that's this good. Puts, this puts them in reach. Um, of their first postseason since 2001. And if they get in, like I said, it would be the end, the longest playoff drought. It'd be huge for Seattle. Um, More and more people are jumping on the bandwagon every day that they win. Uh, You know, I want to say that if you are, have made it to this point in the podcast, you legally cannot blame us if the Mariners mess up Um, (laughs) after this. We do not, we are, we're, you cannot say that we jinxed it because yeah, we, we might have, we might have jinxed the what was it the win streak? Yeah, we jinxed like we're the like win oh they're winning one more time and they'll they'll tie or break the their record and then they lost the next game. <laughs> yeah, so since June twenty first, their record is fifty and twenty two, and that's the best in the American League. Um, and six of those wins came in in a dramatic fashion ver- um, via walk offs at T Mobile Park. Uh, and on Sunday, you know the most dramatic. They uh, washed away the bad taste of Atlanta's five-run comeback in the top of the ninth with a game-winning home runs in the bottom half of the inning. Uh, And according to fan graphs, right now, there's a 99.8% chance that the Seattle Mariners playoff drought will come to an end. 99.8%. That's pretty good. I I like those odds, Mary. (laughs) Very, very good odds that also put this at ease that very low odds that we jinxed it. um that is true yeah are you excited brian are you i am uh, i am i mean if we can just safely make the playoffs i've never been well i've been in cities where they've been in the playoffs but you know it'd be interesting to see like the prices of mariners tickets in the playoffs like i'm sure it's gonna like be very 
like more expensive. I don't know. Oh, very I mean, expensive. yeah, but it'd be cool to kind of go to a playoff game if it's within like budget or whatever, just because, you know, it'll probably be mostly sold out at that point because everyone's Seattle gets very excited when we almost make the playoffs. So if we actually do make the playoffs, like people are going to go wild. <laughs> yeah. If, I mean, people have been saying this is our year, this is our year for uh, 21 years now, this might actually be our year. <laughs> we just people have been holding on hope very loosely holding on to hope uh usually that hope is lost by the all-star break um but yeah this would be very 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 exciting for seattle in general any more to say about that brian uh n- no i mean this is this is this is history in the making you, you guys are literally watching history let's not hype it up so much <laughs> okay fine then I, I won't say anything else i don't want, i don't want to jinx it it is a little risky. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to try out a new perfume or cologne and want more than the small sample, but less than the full bottle? Scentbird is a fragrance subscription service with a mission to empower each and every person to express themselves through scent. Here's how it works. Take a fragrance quiz, choose from their wide variety, and add what you want to try to your queue. With each order, you'll be sent a vial of fragrance from your queue to try for the month. Get your second month of Scentbird free by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash scentbird. That's S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D. Shopping online can be a real hassle. You have to jump from tab to tab comparing prices and trying coupon codes to make sure you're getting the best deal. Let me introduce you to Honey, the world's most popular money-saving app and browser extension. I use Honey all the time. Whenever I'm about to check out online, I click the button and it finds me the best coupon code available and instantly applies them to my cart. Honey is totally free. In fact, the only thing it can do is save you money. Get the Honey browser extension by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash honey and start saving some money today. So I found this really interesting article about this Nevada home buyer who was purchasing a basically a $600,000 home. And while she was going through the purchasing uh, of it, she accidentally received the entire neighborhood. (laughs) So how on earth does that happen? Yeah, how does that happen? <laughs> so, so after purchasing the single family home, which was listed as at uh, $594,481, uh, so that's, that's, that's what she paid for for the, the home, but that's also what she paid for for the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Nevada, uh, this is in Nevada, uh, the Nevada home buyer discovered that her name was placed on the deed for an additional 84 lots and two large common spaces. What? Now, now, yeah, I know. So it's a lot. Uh, it's believed to be a copy and paste error. <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge copy. I don't like error. how many times are you pasting this? I'd be this, like, no take backs. Name. No <laughs> yeah. take backs. I own 84 lots and uh, two large common spaces. Also, does that mean that the people who are in those lots, the houses around, uh, she bought them? Well, well, here we, here we go. So the transaction was immediately flagged, obviously, and the the, the mistake was uh, rectified. Dang uh, it. I know it's it's really unfortunate, but uh, basically, it appears that the Westminster title out of uh, Las Vegas may may have copied and pasted the legal description from another Toll Brothers uh, transfer 
uh, when preparing the home buyer's deed. So they basically added the deed uh, from everywhere for, to this girl, basically. Um, and basically, uh, it was it's, mistakes aren't entirely uncommon in this process, but it is the first time for them where they had accidentally uh, initiated a chain of 85 properties going to one person. Uh, let's see. What, what's really interesting is in order to... so. You're asking, you asked, was this, you know, just empty lots to people that actually own homes lose their deed? And yeah. yes, to add to the difficulty, uh, several of the properties had already uh, finished uh, homes that were sold to other buyers. So these, uh, so basically in order to correct the titles, the home buyer must first transfer the title back to the properties Ugh. and then back to the original owner. So there's like a whole process that everyone that lost quote unquote lost their home had to go through in order People to get their home back they weren't even selling their home to begin with no no they were yeah. just living in their home <laughs> and then one day bam you uh someone owns your home quite frankly uh yeah yeah is it, it was pretty bad um but luckily as of right now uh all 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 home buyers correctly own the right home and this lady fortunately or unfortunately for her uh, only owns her one home and not yeah, I mean, but also imagine, lots. <laughs> imagine buying a house for, you know, what, $600,000, but then finding out you own what, 85 houses for that price. That is such a good, you'd be, you could get so rich if you owned, if they yeah, hadn't fixed the issue. Yeah, I mean, that's issue. quite the neighborhood of homes you own. <laughs> yeah, it's owning like a full on neighborhood right there. Um, yeah, exactly. A few other homeowner stories. Um, an Idaho family experienced uh they came home and they experienced that their roof had been removed after a contractor went to the wrong house um, <laughs> and then also a couple in san francisco recently battled it out with the city after they were ticketed for parking in their very own driveway oof so these types of uh on a much smaller scale but i mean off obviously getting your roof torn off that's pretty bad too um happen but 84 extra lots that not quite sure how that happened. Yes, Someone it, was not quite paying attention, sleeping at the wheel when they're transferring the, uh, the title of the house. That's true. That's true. And, and along with this article, they gave us some fun facts on home buyers in the year 2022. And I'll just list these off for you guys real quick. Cause you you'll find them interesting. Uh, the Nash uh, report published by the national association of realtors found that 43% of home buyers in 2022 were married couples aged between 23 and 41 years old. That makes sense. Uh, around 90% of home buyers are born in the United States. 82% are white and, and more than half have a bachelor's degree or higher, which makes sense. That's usually how much there's a correlation between degrees and basically what you can afford. Um, also, according to the report, 81% of first-time home buyers were between the ages of 23 to 31, and the medium median home price is $305,000. That's not a thing in Seattle, but no, that's not. That is, that is a thing who, in the uh, middle of the country. <laughs> right. Congrats, to people in the middle of the country who have those types of home prices. Yes. I'm jealous. Yes, we salute you. <laughs> we salute you. But yeah, uh, that was just a fun article I wanted to share of some lady that thought she was buying a house and ended up buy basically buying the entire neighborhood, which does not happen that often. So very interesting stuff. Makes for a good story. It's a good fun fact at a, 
you know, work or whatever, whenever you need a fun fact. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, but uh, that's all we have for this week. Hope you guys have a good rest of your week and uh, fingers crossed. Go Mariners. Go Mariners.